All right, welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Friel, and I almost forgot what it was like to podcast. Been so freaking busy the past few weeks, but uh, rest your gentle hearts, put your hearts at ease. Uh, nothing is happening to Tundra Talk. Just been been busy as shit, like uh, everybody else is this time of year in Interior Alaska. So, I mean, those of you those of you who listen who live here know exactly what I mean. And the rest of you just can imagine, I guess. Anyway. Um, Got a pretty special guest tonight, Mr. Tom Clum, the Jedi Master traditional bow coach is back, uh, well, I say back, he's sitting in the office here with me. Um, we had, we did a podcast back in December when I was down relearning how to shoot a bow from him and uh, decided to come up and do some bear hunting and been up here for a week and it's been a pretty, pretty eventful week, I would say. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yep, one of the coolest weeks I've ever spent. And I'm sitting here with Tyler right now in his man cave looking at eight huge doll sheep mounts. There's four more in his house. And <laughs> grizzly bear and black bear hides and silver fox hides. And this is this is a serious, cool man cave I'm sitting in right now. Yeah, it's small, but it it works. Making it work. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, it's, uh, I was kind of. Frankly, I was a little surprised you took me up on the offer. I said, oh, man, well, and literally, like, the coaching chain, you know, that bow shooting changed my life as far as shooting a bow. So I'm like, well, the least I could do is invite invite you up. And I know you said, don't ask me unless you're serious, unless you mean <laughs> you it. Don't say it unless you mean it. That's so, right. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's been been fantastic. We were actually, it's been interesting, not as it was Things had not have not gone according to plan. We were going to be doing a really remote trip, and that kind of got got shot in the foot with just water conditions when we went to go set baits, and uh, it just wasn't happening. So, all right, well, we had got stuff going on around here, and even that didn't quite go the way it, the way it wanted to, but uh, or I wanted better. it to, but it went better. In some ways, in some ways, it did. It was pretty freaking awesome. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of stumbling right now because it's been so long since I've done a podcast that there, there's a shitload been going on. I was really hoping that, that, oh, Mr. Mookie and Dr. Frank Schultz could make it over and we could just do a roundhouse cat game of catch up. You got to meet those guys the first night you were here Mm -hmm. and, uh, they've been busy too, but we'll just have to, I think it's just too much stuff anyway. So we'll have to, I'll just have to catch up with them next time. But, uh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where yeah. the Tyler's? He was like, "Oh man, uh, um, I hope you aren't disappointed." And, you know, I'm I'm telling him uh, that can't happen. Yeah, <laughs> this was after the initial plans got had to get scrapped. Yeah, yeah, that can't happen. And then some special stuff happened this week, and I'll let you tell him about that. Yeah, well, uh, well, so the plan was get you know get Tom a black bear and. After we had to scrap this plans, my main black bear bait, which I'd already killed two bears off of, was just getting clobbered. Just clobbered. There was, I don't know, six or seven bears on it and a couple of real dandies, like really nice bears. And I'm sending Tom, like, go to check it. And the last time I went to check it, I, I had to put like 350 pounds of bait on there. And I'm hoping it would last the next four or five days till he got here. And I'm, sending pictures of these big bears say oh you want to shoot this one or this one <laughs> you know kind of trying to get him fired up and uh what it was a day or two before he got here we you know 
check the camera there. The big sow grizzly showed up with three two-year-old cubs. So basically a big sow grizzly and three black bear-sized bears and ended up pretty much running all those black bears off. They just took after, over, took over. After a day in, you know, you'll still a lot of times have a black bears and grizzlies will use a bait. You know, the black bears tend to get a little spookier, but man, I mean, it just shut down for black bears. You know, by the time we got up here, there hadn't been a black bear on it in over 24 hours. Yeah. Don't blame them. No. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, no, a sow that can, a sow that can keep three, three cubs alive for that, for two years in that country is a Bad-ass pretty, bear. pretty ornery bitch, I think. Yeah. But, uh. So, yeah, so we get there and show up, and there just happens to have been a great big boar grizzly show up that morning and spent a lot of time in there. And I, I told you, I'm like, he's coming back because, <laughs> I don't know, my experience and all my juju and paying attention to how things are working in that country, those grizzly bears, you get, on average, two nights out of them. If they find it at night, they'll usually come back the next night, and that's it. Then they're usually gone for good. Sometimes three, sometimes just one. But if they find it in the morning, like five, six, seven o'clock in the morning, and spend some time there, they almost always will come back that night. So I had a pretty good feeling. And I'm like, I don't know, the whole time, like I still, I'm like, man, if I could call the shots, I would have told those grizzlies to hold off another few days because I can wait. I got the rest of the season. I mean, he's kind of like, oh, I'm sorry, Tom. These bears are gone. You know, I'm like, I'm pumping my fist. Are you kidding me? I get to see some grizzlies close up and personal. Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, it's way better. So I'm like, yeah, I can get. In. Well, and you told me you're going to shoot that bear, right? <laughs> I'm like, well, if you want me to, heck yeah. You know, that's a bear. I, I knew it was a bear. I wouldn't turn down. So I had the. I got in the shooter stand with the stone points and. I can't remember if I even was cocky enough to predict that he should come back early you that did. evening. Yeah, you called it exactly how it was going to happen. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of times those grizzlies are like post-midnight, like 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. But I don't know, when they when they come in there in the morning, when they find it in the morning, spend a lot of time there, and he'd been back yep. uh, like three, you know, in the afternoon, like three hours before we were there, he came in. Again, so I'm, I'm. I was thinking there's a good chance he'd come in early, and he did. It was about nine fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I get I, the little whistle from the trees, like, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I see him. <laughs> I see him walking back in the woods, coming in, and and that trail, that particular trail is pretty quiet. They don't make a lot of noise, um, like like my other bait. So man, they're. I see him walking through the woods, and I'm trying to get Tom's attention so he can turn on the video camera. And, uh, well, I want you to tell me what, like, that must have felt like. Because that was the first grizzly you ever seen up close, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't been in Alaska for 25 years. And so for a lower 48 guy, you know, I mean, I can remember back then seeing brown bears and, you know, thinking uh, – you know, a TV show or a National Geographic or a photograph doesn't do these bears justice in the size of their head. And so this guy comes, you know, wading in and, and I'm in a stand that's 10 yards from the bear. And Tyler's another, what, seven yards past me or so. Yeah, I mean, like three, four or five. Four or yeah. five. I don't know. Yeah. But 
I was like, that is seriously cool. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting right over the bear with a video camera. I've got my cell phone pointed at Tyler so we could record him shooting. And the cell, you know, my arms are kind of crossed. And the, and the video cam's in my right hand. And, and the cell phone's in my left kind of pointing at Tyler. And I'm just kind of looking at him in the viewer. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I've got the catbird seat of all catbird seats to see a hunt. I mean, and to see a, a yeah. grizzly bear kill. Are you, and that bear had no idea we were there, which, I mean, it... it no clue. That yeah. thing, it worked out ideally, like couldn't have been. Wind's perfect. E- everything's perfect. And he was, uh, and he was pretty relaxed. I mean, I've, a lot of I've seen a lot of those grizzly bears, those big boars come in, and they're just kind of on edge. You know, not wanting to stop moving. You know, just a really edgy, high-strung type of bear. And this one was kind of the exception. I mean. He, just slowly strolled in and he was wasn't, the boss. Yeah. He was the boss. He had, he, there's nobody around there that's going to threaten him. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, tell you what, like it, I don't know, it may not have started immediately, but by the time he, cause he came in and stopped almost broadside, quartering to me behind the tree with the bait, you know, with the bait barrels tied off to and nothing I can do. And it gives you, t- it gets, time for that adrenaline to get pumping and there's nothing on this planet that i've ever experienced that gets my heart pumping like that i mean just pounding you're like there's no way this bear can't hear my heart beating (laughs) and so i literally you know it's no choice but to wait i was sitting there ready to draw my bow but you know obviously you gotta wait and i'm thinking to myself you gotta just you gotta breathe and slow it down tyler or you're gonna pass out so literally it's you start if you don't get control of that, you start seeing stars, forget to breathe, <laughs> stuff like that. You know, I, I don't know. I felt like I, at least in the, the bit of video you got of me, it didn't look like I was panicking too bad. No, it <laughs> looked like Cool Hand Luke over there. Yep. Look, yeah. I guess I'm a good good liar, maybe, because. <laughs> you faked <laughs> it really good, dude. I faked it. I'm looking at my cell phone, and it gets a message on there, and it, it says that my memory's full. This is like 15 seconds before Tyler shoots. My cell phone runs out of memory. I'm 64 uh, megabyte, gigabytes out of 64. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the one time. <laughs> the one time. I mean, I've got him kind of tensing up and starting to lift the bow. And then the thing cuts out. And like, you've got to be shitting. So I'm looking at the cell phone when the shot goes off. <laughs> <laughs> and I zip my head over the grizzly. And there's an arrow sticking out what looks like the perfect spot. And and I follow it out out of there. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, I hope that video camera was yeah. pointed at the bear. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, uh, and I guess, um, and, you know, get into this a little bit more, but this background, this was, uh, for those who don't know, was try- my, finishing my goal of killing a grizzly bear with a stone arrowhead. And I know on a podcast last year, I think I went in. I think I went into hiding last year after this happened, and about a month later started doing podcasts again. But um, I lost a grizzly last year, and even when I was down there at your place, you're showed, still fretting about it. Showed yeah. you the video. I mean, it's I like <clears throat> literally thought about that almost every day mm-hmm. for a year. This has been a three year quest. Uh, about a year and a half because at first, you know, the idea started turning just before last season, um, in the September before last season. Gotcha. And so I had all winter to think about it. And then 
And then, you know, at the end of the season last spring, I finally got a shot. And, you know, like I said before, you know, on the podcast and to you, it was like it felt good. It just went low and wasn't a lethal hit. And the arrow, you know, arrow went through the bear. And I I was by myself, trailed that, you know, followed that thing almost a mile before I lost all blood. And it was just within, a after a couple hundred yards in that forward shot placement it was just either he's going to be dead quick or he's not dead yeah and won't die and no and i got a picture of him at the end of this like about a week later so um yeah so needless to say there was a lot weighing a lot of pressure i'd put on myself and a lot weighing on my mind i mean i've been fixated on this goal for over a year pretty hard and just shooting, shooting, shooting. And then to add to the pressure, I got the archery coach sitting in the stand (laughs) next to me, (laughs) you know, and, uh, that bear came in and my heart's just pounding, just pounding. And I'm just slowly just breathe in for inhale for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, (laughs) inhale for four seconds, exhale. And I got, you know, I got calmed down and, and just really trying to stay cognitive and, talk through all this stuff well that bear he'd been quarter and two and he and i'm you know i think whether it's i just missed the detail and all the intensity of the situation he stepped back and turned slightly end up not being turning very much but i perceived as he turned almost totally broadside and his head's behind the tree and his front shoulders behind i can see the back edge of his front shoulder so I'm like, all right, this is the shot. I can see a crease in the hair, a, you know, a break in his hair behind his front shoulder. I'm like, all right, I'll, yeah, I want to shoot him right at the top of that, and it would put it right through the middle of the middle. And uh, it's about four inches, three inches behind his front shoulder. And, you know, I go, I get him set up, and as I'm drawing the bow to anchor, I'm saying, you will not fucking let this shot go unless until you get into holding and at and add tension you know you're you're gonna do this right and that's what i did it went quick but that's what i did and shot felt perfect to hit like yeah two inches maybe low and back of where i was aiming yeah you told me you needed a new archer coach because of that yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah which at 15 yards is still, you know, is still well within a good. Oh, it was, gr- it was a great looking shot. You know, really, it was well placed. He's just quarter two too much. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. hit him and it, you know, it was over half the arrow. They're about 36, 36 and a half inch total length arrows. Over half the arrow was in him. And he ran off and we're just kind of like, yep, yeah, he's done. Heard him run. 60 70 yards and then stop nothing and it's thick thick country country and if you know a bear's hauling ass off through the breaking through the brush you're going to hear it for a long time and uh i don't know man i was exhilarated i couldn't (laughs) yeah that was a happy moment couldn't believe it you know and i we both kind of yep he's done that's that's that but it wasn't quite all that. No, I I had the video camera, so I got to replay it. Yeah. And I look at the angle, and I'm like, I think we better maybe back out on this one. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think we, we better look tomorrow. We better wait. <laughs> Not, yeah, and uh, or or give him a couple hours initially. The more we looked at it, it's like, Ugh. 
because initially the first I seems like the first time I looked at it, it's like uh, uh maybe only got one lung. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, for sure looked like the hind quarter stopped the arrow. We knew it was gonna be a dead bear. Yeah. But he was quarter two pretty hard. Yeah. Harder than we thought. Yeah. And the more we watched it's like, uh, I don't think even one lung, but for I was like for sure I think we decided for sure the diaphragm. Yep. Possibly liver, but for sure diaphragm and guts with which you shoot him through the diaphragm, they're going to die. He's going to die. And the yep. guts are going to die because that severely, you know, you puncture that cavity and that diaphragm helps them, is what pushes, you know, helps them breathe. But, uh, yeah, so we sat there and Tom being the voice of reason, it was, it was about three hours and I couldn't take it. I was like, I got to just <laughs> po- slowly, I don't know how I put it, but I'm like, ah, we got to, ju- I want to just slowly poke back there around where I heard him and look. Just check the edge. Just yeah. look for sign, go find some blood, something. And cause I still thought he'd be laying dead right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. And, uh, after three hours loaded up, grabbed the old boom through the bow in the boat, grabbed the old. The whole 375 and went creeping back there and, uh, you know, found the arrow immediately. He'd snap the back or the back half. He'd snap the back half off right. right when he turned the corner on this trail and caught it on an alder. And then he running down the trail, which is normal. And it finally, it was about 60 yards or so, I'd say, where mm-hmm. we found the first blood was just a little spatter. And then it was a little more and then. You know, pretty quickly it was like, oh, yeah, we got a lot of blood, but it was kind of a temporary thing. It was within like 10 yards. Mm-hmm. And right about then, I smelled him because I smelled him before I heard him. Mm-hmm. I just caught a whiff, and I think I mentioned, I said, I can yep. smell him. You told me that. And uh, then something, then he, I just heard like the faintest weed, just not even sticks breaking, like weeds, like the stalks of green weeds breaking. And I'm thinking, uh, squirrel, something, but, but you, you listen for the type of sounds that a squirrel makes, those real rapid, light, pitter pattery kind of sounds. And that's not what I was hearing. I was hearing stalks of weeds break, like, like something I could just visualize him rolling over. And I heard him stand up. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, this bear is right here, like, less than 20 yards away, and I can't see him. It was midnight, but, you know, still plenty light. Yeah. It wasn't dark at all, but the brush was so tall and thick right there that, I mean, I could hear him right there, and I couldn't see him. Like, he was so close that I'm thinking, like, I could hear his footstep. You know, I heard him take a step. I could perceive that he was taking a couple steps towards us, then a couple steps away. Yeah, you told me that, and I'm looking for a log to dive under and hoping you're a good shot. <laughs> you don't have to be a good shot from about three feet, which is about <laughs> how close he'd have been before I could have shot him. Yeah. But uh, I were just like, all right, let's get the hell out of here. And and before that, granted, it was right before we found blood, you, you were like, I think we ought to just back out of here and come back tomorrow. And I was just being stubborn. <laughs> I was like, I at least want to find some blood. And ultimately is inconsequential, but we we did find blood and that, that encouraged me. And then we heard him right there. And just the way, (laughs) the way I interpret, he was act, he was behaving by what I heard was he was not doing good. No. You know, there was no breathing. There was no labored breathing. I didn't hear any breathing. All I heard was 
little stocks breaking in very mm-hmm. slow movement, not jumping up. And if you were to surprise one in good health like that, he'd jump up and stomp and huff. Mm-hmm. And but so that that was encouraging to me. I thought in the air he'd been right there, seventy yards away for the last three hours. He's not doing good, and we're gonna get him. He ended up being right too. Yeah. Um, we tiptoed out of there. Yeah, we tip. We really quick got back out of there and left and uh that was a long night i i was confident i don't know you probably could tell i was i was calm i was like we there's no way we're not gonna get yeah him. we're gonna find that bear it's a, gonna be a dead bear we just gotta, yeah. just gotta stay on our trail and we'll get him get him yep and uh but i mean the whole time it's just flashing back to last year <clears throat> that whole nightmare and uh and i mean i i hate doing that to, i hate losing a critter it doesn't happen very often but it's just going to happen to everybody you hate giving them a tough night oh yeah yeah Yeah. nothing good about that yeah i mean ideal you know ideally you want it to be you want to hear have them die so quick that they're you know absolutely without a doubt yeah anyway we came back and decided we decided to give him till about two three o'clock in the afternoon just in case, you know, made sure that plenty 18 of time. hours, I think. 18 hours, yeah. yeah. So from the time of the shot. So we got back in there, got back on the trail, and right, you know, turned out that bear, there's a bunch of beds, of bear beds, and he was laying right there. It was 15 yards from where we stopped and backed out. So yeah. I mean, he was, was right there. And it gets the puckets pucker factor up a little bit <laughs> i think all the way back you're like oh, i i would kind of like to have a gun you know <laughs> I'm like i'll give you i'll get you a shotgun you know <laughs> yeah you, you mind if i grab one of your extra farms tomorrow or you asked if I, or you asked me you know oh, about that 357 or <laughs> something so, yep I'll, I'll give you a 12 gauge with slugs yep boom. perfect <laughs> and uh yeah, it's easy for me. I'm the guy with the 375. And a 10 millimeter. <laughs> and a 10 just. millimeter, yeah. So uh, anyway, we get back in there, and I, I, I was surprised because I was, I was expecting there to be a shitload of blood in one of those beds, and there wasn't that we saw. Yeah. yeah. Had to soaked it up and got it covered. I don't know. Something, yeah. yeah had to have. He, uh, we got in there and yeah, pretty quickly got back on blood, and there was some sorting out because there's this whole area gets a lot of traffic. So there's fairly fresh bear sign everywhere. So mm-hmm. it really helped us that he was bleeding a little bit initially. You know, we, we could find drops of blood here and there. Um, although pretty quickly that turned to, we were only finding blood on the underside, which that's something that I never really paid much attention to. You know, these, these standing, weeds and shit like that turning the leaves over and looking on the underside of them and it makes sense because as they walk by and they push them down slightly the blood gets smeared on the bottom and mm-hmm. and we were able to keep track of him pretty well like that every once in a while you'd see a couple drops on a leaf on the ground or something like that but um it was a pretty challenging but most of what we saw was under a leaf yeah on the bottom side yeah yeah and uh that's how we got to confirm we were on the right trails and stuff yep yep because you'd get to a kind of a fork in the road type of deal mm-hmm. and just run each one out a little bit and uh 
Tyler's tracking foliage that's bent over. I mean, literally, that's what we were tracking. Yeah. And in that in that first, I don't know, probably from where we bumped in that first 100 yards, I mean, everything's telling me we're getting this bear. So he probably bedded down a dozen times in 100 yards. Yeah. Crazy. Like, you know, everything in, everything I'm reading on the ground is telling me this bear was not doing good. And uh, the blood, well, kind of in the middle or towards the end of those beds, we're sitting there. And as if we didn't need any help, a big thunderstorm <laughs> rolls in. And we end up oh, probably an hour sitting in one of that bear's beds up against under a spruce tree, lightning crashing all over, just dumping rain. Loved it. Loved every second of it. Yeah, it was, was uh, I'm just sitting there to myself thinking, Lord, not again, not again. Like this is, you know, thinking the rain and like, it's going to make it even tougher to find him. And you try, I feel like I was staying pretty positive the whole time and not just pretending to be positive, but actually being positive. Um, but that doubt (laughs) when you don't know, you know, it's. Mm -hmm. And that it's not easy country. It's it's a jungle, which in some ways helped because pretty quickly after that we ran out of blood. And don't be afraid to jump in here too. You know, it's your story gotcha. as much as yeah. mine. Um, we ran out of blood pretty quickly after that. But what saved us was those like those little horsetail ferns. Mm-hmm. These they're very fragile plants that are growing on the growing in some of those dark you know alder thickets just completely cover the ground and they're very fragile so you could i mean for a while that was a trail a blind guy could follow i mean it Mm -hmm. was just you know you just pay attention to where the direction they're laying if you come to like you know where that the spot we sat under the tree we had been trying to sort that out for half an hour or so Mm -hmm. because there was a major trail going back the way we came, the direction we came that had been beat down, but I, I ran it out a couple times. Couldn't find any blood. Mm-hmm. We're checking out all the exits to that bed and just running that exit out to in and okay, that's not where he's at. And then running that one out and just eliminating any possible exit pass from that last bed yeah and it was you know some of them looked like possibly like the right direction but the, there was no foliage laid down the way it should be mm-hmm. it was finally as after we sat down i noticed one track coming out of there yep and that was and him it was, and it was on the line he it was traveling yeah and even during that day i couldn't tell if it was if it was beds that but i we kept catching whiffs of him too yeah so I kept expecting him just to be <clears throat> dead right there. So you'd catch a whiff and then straight hit the lighter or something to see exactly what direction the wind's mm-hmm. blowing. But uh, yeah, crawling through there and it wasn't too long after that. You know, literally just crawling through the alders, flipping over leaves, and then bust a rough grouse at about ten yards. <laughs> and talk about give you a heart failure. I mean, they, those things will wake up the dead when you're just going fishing or something walking through the woods you wind up like a clock spring and all you know you know that grout that pretty roughly quick noise there yeah but i have to say the first wing beat that 375 was in that direction yeah. which made me feel really good yeah it's i mean yeah like i need any more stress in my life 
freaking bird exploding out of the brush <laughs> right in front of me, you know, in the direction we're tracking. So, yeah, we keep going, and he, the signs were getting better. As he was, you know, he, it seemed like he'd make it about 20 feet, and there's the trail, the trail turned from a walking, you know, a walking trail to a trail that's very labored. If I could just, if that makes sense and des- mm-hmm. describing it like that, like mm-hmm. whatever's wa- is not like walking normally. There's a lot of stuff getting knocked down and laid down for six yards and like yep. dragging something or, yeah. Or struggling or. And yeah. it, I mean, at that point I'm like, he's got to be right here. And he wasn't, he wasn't, <laughs> He went. We have to keep going. We kept going, and then there was that little gully that looked like he rolled down mm-hmm. and got back up. Still no blood, but it kind of went. It was a little sorting out, and we finally figured out right, he had to go this way, and it was marginal sign, but it was the only option. Yeah, and then he hit a main trail. He hit a main trail, which you know it kind of come out of that that dark alder stuff. With those easy to follow weeds into just rose bushes that are about chest high on me, and these trails run underneath the rose bushes. Mm-hmm. There's literally nothing that it's so they're so beat down that there's nothing you can use to gauge like how yeah. recent something's we could tell if there. it was him. That's for sure. We're just watching for places he he took off of that path. Yeah, I think you know you kind of hung back and looked at. Yeah, any possible exits, anything that was bent down behind, I was checking out. Yeah, yeah, um, and I was just kind of walking the walking the trail out. I mean, and looking for spots he might have bailed because just trusting that that had to be the only way he could have gone. Yeah, I was just watching our flanks because you're you were you know focused ahead. Yep. Um, you know, somebody had to watch watch out for us. Oh yeah. Sides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It uh anyway, and that was that was like probably the lowest the low point for me because I'm thinking, and it's hard to perceive how far you've come because you're going so slow and taking so long. That but when we got we're on that main trail, and I'm like, man, if he's not dead on here, I don't know how we're gonna find him. And I was like, we're gonna stay on this because yep. we got we got you know it never gets dark. Yeah, <clears throat> it's gonna be easy. We're gonna stay on this. We're gonna come up with a dead bear. Yeah. I always felt that, and you, I think you did too. Yeah, it was just like it starts creeping in the back of your mind. Like yeah. we, and the biggest thing for me is we we don't have any. I mean, if I saw one drop of blood, yeah, there's on no there, con- nothing to confirm it once we got on that main yeah. trail. And we would have gone, you know, if we had. Let's always go back, and I'm laying waypoints. Yeah, when we find like the last good blood, we'd have ran last out. good sign. Any trails that would have come off of that, we'd have ran those out and come back and gone ahead and run out any trail yeah. we had all all the time in the world so yeah but uh it was right i mean literally it sounds corny but it was literally right about then when the doubts really starting to creep in i looked up and afterwards you told me you thought the same thing i see this stand of spruce trees that the trail goes into and i'm like man that'd be a good place for a bear to roll up curl up and die because <laughs> it's you know a nice dark shaded spruce little stand of spruce trees and uh we got kind of up to that i don't know if you were i don't remember if you were right behind me or ways behind me i just looked in there i'm like i think that looks like hair 
Yeah, I was about I, 10 yards behind you, and you told me that. I said, because you had your binoculars. Yeah, so get your glasses on. And I'm like, you know, the front part of it looks more like moss, but that back part, that looks like a grizzly bear's ass, like hair, you know, long, yeah. long brown hair in the shade, so I could just see the outline of it, and sure as shit, that was him. Yep, that's hair tie. And, oh, man. <laughs> you what know. a relief. What a relief. Yeah, I mean, you and we, you know, go up, and he's all rigor mortised up, and, you know, I, 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 you feel bad about, you don't, obviously don't want to, don't want to cause him any undue suffering, but, boy, it was nice to find that bear. <laughs> yeah, buddy, yeah. And... So what's cool about this, I don't know in modern times who has done what you've done, which is to kill a grizzly bear with a longboat, a wood arrow, and a stone point. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, that's... that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I like, you know, I've, I'd be lying if I said that hadn't crossed my mind. It's not like a critical detail to me. It just ended up being, yeah. Yeah. was a, a goal that I thought would be, it'd be pretty fun and neat to do. In and that. as much as anything to show how effective just a heavy arrow with a cut, good cut on contact point is. Yeah. And the serrated edge off that point. And it did as, I, I got to say, it did as well as most any steelhead would have. Oh, yeah. You know, it, and, and had that bear been turned, you know, after we got, we found him, we got to look at exactly where, and if he had yeah. been turned like I thought he was, it would have center punch both lungs yeah it would have been out in 15 seconds yeah yeah so really good shot but um that was a cool celebration that was one of the funnest dang things i've done in a long, i can't remember when that the whole experience was super cool i'm so glad i got to share that with you yeah i i was glad too because a lot of times i'm end up doing that stuff by myself so yeah I mean, it's it's a better just to have someone along with you, yeah. a little more memorable, and for it to be you know, that was cool. Something for for a lower forty eight guy to come experience. Yeah, I like to think at least it makes me feel better to think. That I, you, you, you know, think I never thought cool. I'd have my hands on a grizzly bear. That's cool. Yeah, and to and to look at that thing and to look at the size of the front end on that guy. And look at the size of his head. Look at the size of those claws. Holy mackerel. Oh, yeah. Talk about meat hooks. That guy was a moose killer. Yeah. I mean, the claws were so sharp. You, you know, had pulled a log over there to kind of pick them up. Yeah. But them claws just stuck right in that log. <laughs> yeah, that bear, bear lived in the forest. He, he wasn't, you know, digging out anything on the above timberline. No. Nope. He, he hadn't, his nails weren't worn. They were sharp. Yeah. You know, just wicked. He's a paw full of knives on him. Yeah, it's it just blows my mind. You know, you, you, when you're standing over one of them things, it's like, man, there really are monsters that live in these yeah. woods. Yeah. You know, every you know it, but you don't ever see. You know, I mean, you you don't ever you don't see half of what's actually there or a percentage of it. No, spectacular. Yeah, it was just. And, you know, I've told you the way sometimes, you know, I, if given the chance, I would have had a better angle and shot him in the same place and had it been over. But that's not the way it works out all the time. That's not the way it worked out this time. But it made for a pretty cool adventure. It did. It did. Anybody that hunts knows that. Everybody who's listening to this knows but that that kind of stuff happens. It's part of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, 
it was just crazy. What uh, I don't know. Was there anything about it that you know, being a, being a Colorado boy, was there anything like that struck you about it as just being totally different than oh, anything yeah. you've ever experienced? Of course, <laughs> yeah, pretty much everything. I mean, uh, yeah, I hadn't been up here in this time of year or in this part of the country mm-hmm. in central Alaska. You know, for a guy that's my age and grew up in the lower forty-eight, you know, twenty-four hours of light is really weird um, yeah. yeah hear about it but you know we're up all night basically you know you're my time is two hours ahead of where we're mm-hmm. at and we're finishing up at two three in the morning i'm like you know i've been up all night you know which i wouldn't have been in the dark i mean yeah and i still feel energetic i mean it does something to your brain um but to see the country and those, those boat rides and and you know seeing your lifestyle and getting to live part of it for a week with you and seeing these animals yeah it's it's spectacular what it you know change of pace and beauty and calmness and you know that hour under the under that spruce tree and rainstorm i love i love those kind of sits elk hunting but yeah here i am in alaska tracking a grizzly Sitting yeah, <laughs> you know, with, in, with my buddy Tyler under this rain tree, I'm just smiling the whole time. Oh yeah, in, smiling the whole time in the jungle. And it's it's been, well, I mean, last year I had to trail that one and just didn't recover. But it was kind of vindicating to recover that bear too. I mean, just I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, you know, happy that he got happy that I got him. A and definitely a good brush up on on the tracking skills because that ain't a easy. Yeah, we, there were some pretty tough spots in that trail. Yeah, we didn't have blood for at least the last hour. Yeah, no blood. I got, I remember it got to the point where there were some spots I was still checking under leaves. Yeah, and I could tell it was him because he would leave these smears of mud mixed with de- ground debris from those beds. Yeah, he had he had rolled in the, in those beds and. And, and dug them up, everything and, up. Yeah. And, yeah. And, but, he, you know, I'd, I'd take and I'd rub that shit off the bottom of those leaves and could smell him on it. Yeah. Could smell, you know, which Tom hadn't smelled grizzly bear, but it's got a pretty, un- they, like, yeah. grizzly bears mm-hmm. and black bears have pretty unique odors. Yeah. Never smelled that. Yeah. yeah. And, exactly. uh, yeah, so. And, you know, living... In suburban Denver, basically, you know, getting a, a few days, my sense of smell's coming back. Yeah. My, you know, your senses come back when you get to do stuff like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm glad you had a good time. Long story short, we didn't end up getting a, a black bear. The stinking grizzlies ruined that. We wasn't for lack of trying, just not, we saw one, one little dinker last night that, no, if I had a choice, this was my choice. Yeah. <laughs> to, have, to have happen what happened. Absolutely my choice for this week. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad. I'm selfishly glad that I got got to do it and get it over with, but I'm you know, I'm glad you enjoyed it more than that because I was oh, like. Oh, yeah. This would have been my choice like, for sure. Like, man, what an asshole. Oh, you want to come fly up here and just watch me shoot a bear? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and. uh and then we get to shoot our bows and shoot our bows. Oh, it's been a blast. Shots apart and yep, because you're be, you stretch know, out some range and becoming a busier man all the time. And it's just not you know just a guy can only spread himself so thin. You don't have the time to yeah do it. You know, I was still still riding off a, a 
just all the work we got done in three days <laughs> last time I was down there and and that's yeah, just been been great to catch up and a good good reset for you I'm sure it's big time big just time. a different different kind of world I mean all this stuff that a lot of us just we obviously we love it but it's just kind of what we do it's the normal yeah normal yeah. type of thing it's always it's neat to share that with yeah. people who haven't ever yeah I had no idea done that kind of stuff I had no idea how cool it is here this time of year it's it's spectacular and you, you say you got about four months of it yeah really good stuff like this because i you know you you know lower 48 we're thinking of those dark winters mm -hmm. and the, the super cold but then i hear about you know what you do during the winter yeah and i was like okay yeah that's yeah. pretty Win cool yeah winters aren't necessarily uh, too bad yeah there's a lot of fun stuff to do yeah. then too and these kind of summers would make eight months of winter worth it <laughs> oh yeah they do and they're just as you get the impression they're just breakneck you know full speed ahead yeah because you can busier you know you can you, you know like i said it same way like i end up you end up sleeping less in the summer and mm -hmm. you're just trying to cram there's too much to do so you're trying to cram frantically as much as you possibly can into that short time frame yeah it's it's three o'clock in the morning and it's kind of, it's light out and it feels like it's you know 10 in the morning yeah it's weird yeah. <laughs> yep. Sun's coming back up and uh, yeah, sun coming back up, but it never really kind of went down. It, yeah. <laughs> yep. Just kind of dips below the horizon. Yeah. It, cause what it's was just it? kind of like it is that when the you know before sunset and the and the sun goes behind the mountains in Colorado. Yep. But still plenty of light, but yeah. just darker. Like that. That's as dark as yeah. That's yeah. as dark as it gets. And then we're on the river when that happens, and the angles of the light and the how the the luminance of the river at that time and what those light angles does was magnificent. Oh yeah. And then I, that's one of my favorite things is running rivers in the middle of the night, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning oh, yeah. when everything's dead calm and you get, you know, just yeah. the rivers just are like butter. Yeah. Or I don't know how to describe them. They're just smooth. And you know, it's when they, they're running so smooth, they start getting foam building up and floating down on them. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you noticed that at all, but it's just. But in those little sloughs off the sides, there's fog settling in yep. here and there. And, you know, it's, it's kind of nighttime or late evening kind of nuance to it. You know, that's just cooler than hell too. Um, you know, it's, you know, you could definitely feel the cool hour yeah. set. And the quiet hour set, but that was kind of the difference. It's like pre-sunset in the mountains is is nighttime, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then, and after a while, the sun comes back up over those mountains. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, totally. And it's it's beautiful. And it's all I've always found it neat. You know, yeah. Some stands more than other. If you're in a stand in a bear stand, you know, it's pretty. A lot of times they're pretty closed in with trees and. Bears like that dark, you know, pretty tight timber stuff, and you know it's it'll get start getting dark after midnight. You know, your eyes will adjust and everything, but you know it's pretty dark, and then pretty soon it's like I think it's getting light again. You can start seeing again. Yeah. Well, like that. Uh, Plus, I get to see you know, you know, you'll see detractors of bear baiting. I get to see how much this guy busts his butt 
to do what he does with baiting bears and the investment in time equipment to getting up these rivers everything about it is a neat experience everything about it is enriching um this is country that there would be no spotting and no stocking in absolute there's absolutely no way to get a bear i can't imagine maybe you could, yeah sit a, a bear trail for three weeks and hope something walks by yeah in the middle or you know float a river at night you know if there weren't the the, the human traffic around float a river at night and maybe get a crack at one with a rifle for five seconds yeah yeah you'd never and you have seen, no idea how big they are or, and up until we saw one on the bank you'd never seen one I, yeah that that years. was that was ironic because i think i told you on the way up there i said yeah. i have this, two hours earlier as many hundreds of hours as I've, I've spent running this river i've never ever seen a bear out on the river and we pulled up and I tied off the boat and sure shit. I'm like, oh, well, there's a black bear standing out on the cut bank down there. <laughs> yeah. There, I didn't know you had your binos and, and yeah. yeah, it's a black bear. I was just like, well, I guess I'll eat my words there. But yeah, yeah, it's, uh, and it's not, it, you know, any, anyone and, and granted it's always people who have never done it, tried or it or, it. or at least yeah. have never done it on their own. Yeah. Um, but I can see it. if that's not your cup of tea, great. Don't yeah. criticize it. You know, yeah. um, you just don't know how hard it work that and how rare the opportunities are, you know, particularly for a grizzly bear and yeah. stuff. Tyler's telling me, you know, like, yeah, you might get two or three nights and then, but if he catches a whiff of you once, he will not be back. You know, yeah. this, this season, particularly you will not see him again. Yeah, uh, that sound grizzly started to come in, and wind happened to trickle that way, and they stalled out at what seventy five yards. They just and stopped, turned up, around, and left, and done. They haven't been back. Yeah, and from just, the from the pictures, they had been on there a lot. They were living there, and yeah. they caught one tiny whiff of us. We and, and they left. We never heard them again. We never nope. nothing. And done, and done. So, um, yeah, and so. You know, that fleeting opportunities makes it worthwhile just in mm-hmm. itself to me for, you know, that, that challenge element of it. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's a lot of it's perception too. Like, well, your first night on the bear stand, you saw me whack that big grizzly. Well, that's like one of the nicest grizzly, you know, one of probably top three grizzlies I've ever seen with my eyes while I'm sitting on the stand. Yeah. yeah, and I come trotting it, in there, you know, and in in oh, since 2013, so it was 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, including this year, seven years. That's wow. the third nicest bear, you know. It, usually, usually I've been averaging one shot opportunity a season. <laughs> I don't know. Have I ever had two? I almost had two this year because, and that's something I hadn't, I don't think I'd, no, it's been yeah, since the last through. podcast in, uh, it was the middle of, it was like May 12th or something ridiculously early because I got the baits out a little early and I was going to run, a, I killed one black bear and then I was going to run up, check that bait, run back down and kill another one that night. Well, I get up there and that morning there had been a, giant grizzly bear in there all morning and i'm thinking all right he's for sure gonna come back tonight by by the odds and i'm basing this stuff off what i've seen over the years you know i pay i pay attention to every 
you know, almost especially every big grizzly that shows up and on the camera, you know, I pay attention to what my pictures are telling me, how, you know, the conditions they're coming in and when they show up and correlating to how long they stay or when they leave. And, uh, you know, I've kind of formulated my rules or guidelines for when to hunt and how to hunt um, to give me the best chance of getting them. And it's like, it's, you know, you don't go get a grizzly. It's not a go sit every night type of thing. Cause that's counterproductive too. Then you get too mm-hmm. much scent in there. Well, uh, I'm like, this bear is probably, the odds are telling me this bear's coming back tonight. And I, I wasn't really mentally prepared for like a 14 hour sit. <laughs> I was going to, you know, want to just go shoot a black bear. And, but I'm like, I, and I brought my longbow and stone point near stone points and everything. And so I, Got in the stand at like four o'clock in the afternoon, sat there till that, you know, that bear, I heard him at 2.30, which that early in the season, it's still getting pretty damn dark for about an hour. And sure as shit, right in the darkest part of the night, here he comes. And I could hear him for a while, so I got I had plenty of time to get ready and, and get, and I'm holding my bow there, kind of it set. So all I got to do is, you know, bring it up and draw. Well, he comes in kind of kind of behind me a little bit, pops out, and my, my tree stand's angled off from where the bait is so I can just shoot to my left. I'm right-handed. Well, he came out kind of to my right and walked right under my tree stand. And I, when he came out of the alders, I was just like, holy shit, this is a giant bear. And he walked right under my stand. The thing was like I could have spit on him. He was like three foot wide across the back. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating either. This was a giant bear, and he walked under my stand. I knew he was going to walk back to my left and to. He, they're lazy, so he's going to walk around the end of this log, this fallen log, and hook back to the bait. So as soon as he got past me, kind of out of his vision, I drew my bow, came to full draw, and right where he tent, and I knew what, what he was doing immediately when he. Did it because right as he went to hang around that log, well, I had walked there to check my trail camera. As soon as he hit that spot, he turned around and was broadside the other way, but he was so far enough behind me that I couldn't get that long bow cranked back to shoot him. And it was dark enough that the only shot I was going to take was a, a standing, like either open quartering away or perfectly broadside shot. I mean, I'm looking at, like, how could I miss his kill zones, like, two feet by two feet. But, you know, he, he I, I ended up letting the bow down because I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't get back that far and I couldn't get into good alignment. So I'm like, I'm not going to shoot this shot. Let it down. He turned and walked off. All he did was smell my tracks. And you said you had rubber boots on. Yeah, I had rubber boots on. So one whiff and he never came back. Nope. Never came go. back. There you go. He didn't even spook. I sat till like seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning because I'm thinking, all right, there was at least a chance that he would yeah. try to come back in again. Because sometimes I've I've seen grizzly bears do that, but I haven't seen giant grizzly bears do that. They're smart, <laughs> you know. And it's not like there's no people on these rivers, like, and and nobody sees them. Yeah. You know, someone yeah. will get pictures of them on a trail cam every once in a while. Yeah. These um, are the wariest of bears. Oh yeah, I mean you're talking you're talking about a critter that can smell better than the whitetail and is every bit as spooky. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know, but yeah, he, you know, I was, I was thinking, oh, he didn't spook, spook, but he just smelled something he didn't like and was not coming and back. Just, yeah. Walked off for good. Yep. And uh, so that was a little heartbreaking. It you know, Obviously, the story had a happy ending. So, and it was kind of a, a freak year because I, you know. Worked out for me. I'm Yeah, it worked out great for you. Because <laughs> I'm already, I'm done, you know, and I hadn't ever yet got a shot opportunity before like June 15th. It's just the way it works out, you know, so like yeah. I was saying, year, per- year. perceptions, you know, you show up and first night in the stand, this happens. Well, there's a lot, I've sat a lot of fruitless, <laughs> long, all night sits in the stand. Yeah. And I don't know if I talked, if I would mentioned this last year on the podcast, I was telling you when I was back there, some of these nights, the word, the most, the one that pissed me off the most was I got in there. Yep. There's a grizzly bear. You know, came in last night. We'll see if he comes in tonight. Climb up in the tree stand, and like 15 minutes in, I hear snap back in the woods. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, oh, that's a bear. That's definitely a bear. And then, you know, a couple snaps and pops and then nothing. And I'm like, All right, well, just moving around. Well, every couple hours, you know, I hear kapow back there. Like, what's he doing? I sat all night, about six o'clock in the morning, boom, tree fell down. That's why I was hearing that tree popping all freaking night long, sitting there waiting for, wonder what in the hell this grizzly bear was doing out there. You know, of course, then I didn't see shit because that tree was scaring off all the bears too. Oh, oh it was, that's just, I mean, you can't make up stuff like that. It was pretty funny but yeah it's it's definitely a different ball game and i don't know i love it i mean i feel like i feel like with the mountain hunting i've done i've proven that i understand what like a super hard hunt is and getting those big grizzly bears with any consistency is a challenge yeah yeah and and you're looking at the the only way you can manage them oh yeah in there Yeah. yeah it's it's seems to be helping the moose out big time you never used to even see them yeah. on on the river until your group started hunting the grizzlies yep and uh and now it you know i mean you, you'll see calves a lot more often this spring i already saw a set of twin calves from last year that made it well how many how here. many calves would, would that board take out this spring anywhere i mean from okay Judging by those, you know, the studies fishing game did anywhere from six to 35, 40 moose calves in a spring. One bear. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, they they put collar, was it camera collars on a bunch of different grizzly bears and, you know, basically so they could see what all they were doing and eating in a spring. And they're just different. You know, some bears are, are just killers. Yeah. And, they'll you know, some bears will kill a few moose calves a spring. Some some were killing like 30 to 50, I don't know, 50 maybe more than it was. But it was a, an astounding right. number of calves. Yeah. Yeah, you did the moose population a huge favor. Yeah. And it and it ends up benefiting. And I'm thinking <laughs> I'm I'm thinking that uh, that that may be a reason that I, you know, on baits this spring already, I've seen two different sow grizzlies with three two-year-old cubs, which are basically cubs that are getting ready to be kicked out. Yeah. 
and, and cubs that some of the boars you guys have taken out of here would yeah, have killed. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, it'd be pure speculation, but I almost wonder mm-hmm. if some of that has resulted in more of those cubs making it. So, I mean, yeah. there's definitely not a lot, not a lot less grizzly bears than there has been. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, you the baits. I think I think the baits do two things. I think they will keep some of those bear. Some, they will save some moose calves by de- keeping the bears on baits. Mm-hmm. And you know that's speculation, but I I would it wouldn't surprise me. And you know, and you obviously you kill every bear. Your kill is going to save a certain number of moose calves mm-hmm. or prolong Certainly. you know prolong the inevitable at least. Um, that just it will be cool to actually know the exact difference it makes, but it's it seems to make a difference. I mean, yeah. for An- anecdotally, for, you've seen it. Oh yeah, for an, for <clears throat> me, not even like living on the river or anything like that. You know, running that area, it's definitely made a difference. Nice, nice. And that's so, val- that's valid. That's valid. Oh yeah, information. yeah. I mean, Be- just, people are spend their time there. Yeah, even even not not spending a tremendous amount of time being able to tell the difference in just a few years, it, it's pretty vindicating, I think. Nice. You know, I just, well, I don't even know, want to get into the people, <laughs> some of the people that have issues with that. Oh, you're just lying when you say it's for conservation. Well, it's A, because I do just want to go shoot grizzly bears. <laughs> it's fun. It's awesome. Yeah. And, you know. And I want there to, I want more of them little red moose calves to survive. Yep. All the above. Yeah, all the above. Why can't it be all above, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Reality. Um, but, yeah. It's a. Uh, spectacular. Well, you, you've provided a, a cool dang <laughs> experience for a Colorado boy. Thing, yeah, right? no, I'm, I'm glad because, boy, I was, I mean, I'm just the type that'll sweat it. I'm like, man, if I, you know. The first trip collapsed, and I mean, you immediately told me, like, yeah, even if we didn't hunt, I'd have a good time. And I know that, but, eh, we're, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's just the kind of good person you are, though, to worry about stuff like that. Like, no, there there, there could be no, I, I, I'd be tickled to come out and hang out for a week, let alone yeah. hunt, so. Yeah, so it was. This has been cool. Got to do quite a bit of stuff. We uh, all worked, worked on the bow shot. Yep. That's coming around because it's going to be sheep season before too long. Got to meet some of your hardcore buddies, some good hunting guys. Yep. Good young guys. I mean, uh, salt of the earth, tough, tough guys, good hunters. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I think I'm, I'm about what, six months from changing everything and I'm feeling pretty good about sheep season. Yeah. That's the next thing. Um, nothing make me smile more than you to, uh, a doll with your weird curve this year. Yeah, we'll see. I'm trying to maintain realistic expectations, but that it's it's realistic for you, buddy. The way you way you way you shoot, I truly believe it is. Yep, well, that that means a lot. We're gonna find out one way or another. And for <laughs> a big dude, you're pretty sneaky. I I don't even know that. You know, I'm kind of I'm kind of a klutz, but I guess maybe when the chips are on the table, are you worried about? getting eaten <laughs> yeah it uh but boy yeah i don't mean i don't even know i'm still kind of at a loss for words on the whole thing just a very like and i'm no poet just a, just a very powerful like 
mm-hmm. cool experience. I mean, every you know, and I that's the fifth grizzly I've killed with my bow. You know, stone point or not, it's just the crit. They're just amazing critters, and it's you put your hands on one like that, and yeah, there's just something about it. Like they're do something I thought I'd never do in this lifetime. That's pretty cool for for me. Yeah, yeah I was. Yeah, you seemed like you were about as excited. Oh, excited definitely. as I was. <laughs> yeah, I may not show it a, a lot, but I really was. <laughs> yeah, that thing. He just showed up too, and you're you're Johnny on the spot with the camera. I could tell you, you because know, you're holding it like that, and the starts in the frame, and your legs in there. You didn't. And I'm glad you didn't spook him off on me. <laughs> you never heard the end of that, <laughs> dude. That's, that was my only concern. I had two thoughts. Oh, this is cool. I am ten yards from a grizzly bear, and this thing is just about to get shot, and there's no pressure on me. Yep. All I got to do is hold this camera. Yeah, all I got to do is hold this camera. And not make a damn noise or don't freaking move. And I'm over here, <laughs> don't Tyler. Screw don't this Tyler. Up. Don't screw this up. Don't screw this up. <laughs> you really better not screw this up. Like, oh yeah, you're never gonna hear the end of this. <laughs> so that's why I told myself just raw determination. I said, you are not gonna let this arrow go until yep. you t- until you done. What yeah. you need to do, and yeah, that, and you did it. Yeah, that, so that you know, despite just the angle not being what I thought it was, it was when we even when we skinned him. I mean, it's like oh, that would have been a money shot if yeah. he had been a few degrees different. It was actually better than I thought it was from the film when we watched. When yeah, we did the film. It was like yeah. what two, three inches below the center line on that. Yeah, thing. just barely below the center line. Three and inches behind the leg, four inches, something like that behind the leg line. Like money. Yeah. And uh, it's just the way the way it happened, but the, the equipment, there was nothing with the equipment, and even like, you know, like the bear last year, it was no fault of the equipment. That arrow last year no. went all the way through him. No. Um, and this one that arrow would have if it hadn't, it, it went through, came out his stomach, and stuck in his hindquarter, and that's yep. what stopped it. Yep. Um, the the arrow, the the stone point, uh, performed tremendously. Like you, you should have no doubt about those things. Now Tyler's a big dude; he's got a long draw length. How heavy is that arrow? It's nine hundred sixty grains. Nine hundred sixty grains. That stone point was what about two hundred grains? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of arrow, and. You know, tapered, tapered hardwood shafts, and so yeah, yeah. pretty good. You know, what for whatever it mattered, pretty good for right. weight for to center. Tremendous lethality. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. not not moving fast, and that's you know, that's you know, getting more into the archery side of things. That's been a gripe of mine for years. Is you know, chasing this once I started to learn that hey, like this speed ain't everything. No. You know, so many people chase the speed. Those arrows are, you could about outrun one of those arrows yeah, well, coming pro- out of that bow. It's probably about what I shoot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not It's not that fast. I, uh, it's not quite. It's probably not. Maybe like 150. Probably in the 155. 155. I, I, just looking at it, and I've chronoed a lot of arrows. I'd say yeah. that, yeah. And I, I did yeah. shoot. I did chrono at one time, and it was, it was slow as molasses, but. But what a slammer. Holy mackerel. Yeah. And part of the reason it's in 150s is because it's. 800 or close to 900 grains for yeah um but exceptionally lethal yeah out of a, a 51 pound longbow basically shot through it long ways almost yeah <laughs> yep and though yeah i mean 
I don't know, on one hand, it's like, ah, is it really that big a deal? Because people have been killing shit for thousands of years with with sharp rocks. Arguably, way more critters have been have been put on the ground with sharp rocks than steel. But it's like, I don't know, it's just, a, I thought it was a cool thing to Cool goal. You pick, you pick the right equipment. Uh, you pick, you know, you, you used equipment that was going to work. You were, you used great judgment on what you used, and it it worked out great. Yeah, and they were, uh, I mean, I can't take credit for a lot of that. Is a, um, a guy named Greg Nunn down in Utah, um, buddy of mine now, and uh, I yeah, met him points. through he, through Arm Von Benedict. Uh, he helped them, too, on a moose hunt. And uh, Greg was, I believe he's a retired archaeologist, nice. or worked in archaeology a lot, and uh, did a ton, was a, essentially a professional flint napper. Um, made all sorts of re, you know museum reproductions like like the research you know to figure out how and the tools that a lot of these you know prehistoric people and the ways they made the things they did mm-hmm. so you know and, and and folks those those heads were tacky i mean you would not put the pat of your finger on the edge of that thing and run it sideways without no. opening up your finger yeah um you know, it's it's a it's like a, a ser, it's serrated. It's like a micro serration almost. Yeah, you and know. tacky. You can, you know, if you put it on your head and and put that edge on your hair, it wouldn't slide down the hair. It would stick to your hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that's. I was wondering where you're going. That if you put that head that, that no, point yeah, on your head, <laughs> I've checked knives that way. You oh, know, wow. you really, you kind of feel how tacky it is. Or yeah, you put a knife on your fingernail. If it slides down your fingernail, it's really dull. But yeah. if you touch it and it sticks to your fingernail, that's a very sharp knife. And I was doing that with that head. I was like, yeah, this will get her done. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, you know, the one I used on the black bear that I got last year, that was the test case. Mm-hmm. And that was like the most, it's, it's not right to say suspect because none of them were suspect. They were all good points. But it was like my least favorite of the three points, the mm-hmm. one that didn't quite spin right. and Yeah. Yeah. It had a little bit of wobble to it, and uh, and and that thing just that black bear hide hanging on the couch right there that just that zipped I'm right, zipped with. right, yeah, just zipped right through him, <laughs> and uh, and so that that like put a lot and put my mind at ease. I'm like, yeah, there's no, and then yeah. you know, and then then the one I shot the grizzly bear with, the thing, I, and I've been super careful with them, and you'll know, shoot it through mm-hmm. a grizzly bear and it's laying on the ground completely covered in blood. And arrow's a little bent, but point's totally intact. And you told me this was a big blood trail, this black bear. Oh, yeah. It was like yeah. path of carnage. Yeah. Just like a blood trail I've never seen on a black bear before. And in that grizzly, there was not blood in the carcass. No. it. He had to have lost it that one of those first beds. Maybe a bed we missed. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because a, you know, a lot of times, we initially had thought that that arrow was totally internal. Mm-hmm. Like it snapped off in the front 20 inches of that arrow were in him. No. No, it got pulled out somewhere. He pulled it out and buried, you know. Mm-hmm. It but, went out the backside of the ribcage and, and, and into the other out rear leg. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you know, when we, we, you know, we did a whole autopsy on that thing or neck, whatever, necropsy, whatever you call them. Yeah. And there was no blood in that. In that carcass. There in that was carcass, no blood yeah. In there. Yeah. He lost it somewhere. Yeah. It was probably in a bed we had just went by. Yeah. Or some, it, 
So he dug up a lot of turf, a yeah. lot of turf on one or two of those beds. And speculating. Yeah. I figure it could have been. We didn't get in there and knee around and yeah. know, squish our hands around through that stuff. And it was, it, you know, we had fresh turf on top of that. But yeah. That's what I suspect. Yeah, probably. Because a lot of them were really churned up. And, yeah. you know, it's not because I've, I mean, I've seen bears shot where you hit a, you know, they'll get hit high and back or something. You hit an mm-hmm. artery that. The, when you open the cavity up, there's, there's a just lot blood of blood everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, whether it's either side of the diaphragm, it's like that. Yeah. And this arrow traversed both sides of the diaphragm. Yep. And that thing, and and, and nicked the liver. There should have been a bunch of blood in that. Yep. In that and that's what ended up happening. I can't remember if I, I said that or not, but cut that thing open and it, through the ribs, through the diaphragm, through the liver, and guts. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, definitely not an ideal shot, but it was one we knew if we Absolutely knew if we we shot. knew yeah. if we could stay on sign we would find him correct yeah and we did and yeah but yeah it's just just goes to, <laughs> makes the case for a heavy arrow with a with a it does. a sharp cut on contact it really cuz and you know on those stone points they're sharp but they're not like well, I like K- like no. KME stropped single bevel sharp yeah they're not a cutthroat you know no <laughs> Hashtag cutthroat broadheads RMS gear. But um, yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, uh, but they they it gets the job done and penetrates. I mean, I just I think I'll think the rest of my life I'll think of that every well, and I'll have a little card to pull out, you know, self promoting card. Anytime I see one of them rages, stop, <laughs> stop like it hit a cinder block on a white tail on deer. a white tail deer. Yeah. And that's, I've said, I know I've said this before, I just don't, I can't fathom any reason a 60-pound compound shouldn't blow completely through a white-tailed deer from any angle. Yeah. Including scapulas. Yeah. Scapulas, hips. Yeah. Right or right. Skulls. I think, you, yeah. you know, it just, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm beyond sold on the things and I've got a little bit of experience shooting and bears aren't the hardest target. You know, they aren't the hardest animals by any means. No, but they're not. But when you can, like, get 30 inches of penetration, yeah. pass-throughs, 20, 20 inches of penetration with a sharp rock literally tied on the end of a stick. Yeah. Speaks to momentum. It's like, don't get me started. Yeah. Tom, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Tom's had this conversation many times. Yeah. Yeah, running that shop, how many times uh, is it? Oh, you want a good uh, argument in my store on any given day, get more than two bow hunters and mention broadheads, and you'll have a good argument. (laughs) Yeah, that makes (laughs) sense. It's it's big fun. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it just doesn't seem, I mean, I like like broadheads like the cutthroats, and I shot grizzlies for a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. Still do sometimes. Um, I've killed a lot of stuff with those broadheads. But those single bevel broadheads, you know, guys will complain about them not leaving good blood trails. I only know what I know and what I've seen with Mm -hmm. them. And you punch two holes through things with the lung, you know, hole Mm -hmm. in and a hole out through the lungs, like you're going to find them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe there's some super, you know, super critter that won't bleed and run 600 yards with a double lung shot. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's just, and, and for me, they're, ju- they're just so 
easy. Like there's some other some other really good broadheads out there. That, there's a bunch of good heads and uh, in the market. They really are. The thing I like about this, the, my favorite part about those single bevels, if I'm being honest, is that I can just get them so incredibly sharp, so easy. You know, hit them on a rock, eh, all right, throw them back in the jig and, and hit them on a diamond and then strop them. Yep. Like, so so Rare incredibly roll. sharp, you can't, you know, it's scary to try and shave hair off your arm because you can feel that, that edge wanting to dig into your skin. Yep. And I have cut myself doing that, too. <laughs> you know, I'd become a little obsessive about that. Like, my, my dad's who that rubbed off of, he got so obsessive about sharpening stuff, like knives, kitchen knives machetes you know or like it's not sharp enough if it cut don't cut your eye looking at it (laughs) so i think i can get it just to use a different stropping compound i can get it just a little bit sharper (laughs) but yeah anyway man what what a hell of a week huh yeah buddy thank you so much that's been great it's been truly been a pleasure having you up here it's it's been a pleasure being here so it's uh thank you Thank you, thank you. Tried to be, I've tried to be a good host. You got, Hell of a host. you got a comfy, a comfy couch. Yeah. And I told, you know, I said, well, you can, you're more than welcome to sleep in the house, but the kids get up at about five thirty in the morning. And no, I'm, <laughs> I'm on a couch with like three bear hides over the back, looking as I'm laying in 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 my bed on this couch. <laughs> I'm looking up eight doll sheep. And looking at a grizzly bear hide hanging off the entrance to the doorway six feet away from me. No, this is cool. All the ancient outdoor life magazines you could ever care to read through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan of it. So, yeah. Guns and bows and broadheads and all the cool stuff that we like is just laying everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, this is my kind of place. Yeah, no, yeah, from the, you know, time I met you, I figured we'd get along. I've enjoyed every, (laughs) every minute of it. You know, it's not... Too often, you run into someone who likes to nerd out on archery stuff, yeah, and stuff like that, just in general, as much as I do. So it's been good, and I think we've made some some progress in the shots. And yep. I may be trying a triggered shot. I've been holding out, but I I may try a triggered shot here to see what happens. Yeah, we got something coming up. We're gonna keep it under hat for the time till we perfect it. But yeah, uh, I won't say nothing, but just a triggered shot. Yeah. Yep. It's something that's easy to use and uh, you're not going to have a string on your bow. And and it uh, includes the use of good mechanics and form and strong finishes. But uh, Yeah. I mean, that's been my, like I told, I've told you, that's my, that's my hold up yeah. is I, I don't want to put a string click, a, a limb mounted clicker on there. I don't want to deal with that shit. I don't. And a grip sear would, you know, I tried it maybe a couple of times. Like yeah. that's a way for me to lose tension because I will Some do it every single time. Some guys can shoot them really yeah. well, but the, uh, my brain, my brain, it's not for you. It's yeah. not for me. I don't. Yeah, but uh, this one's going to be a good one. Just yeah, hold on for a month or two. Right oh yeah, I won't. Year. I won't say a word. I'll, yeah. I'll keep her under wraps. But yeah, it's buddy. it's going to be cool. So yeah, you didn't pay attention to what you know these guys are putting out because. It'll be good. Yep. And I definitely wasn't trying to like blow, <laughs> blow, blow your cover on that one, but it, it's going to be cool. And I'm excited yeah. about it. And I yeah. think. Couldn't wait to share it with I you. I think my stubbornness, I had to give that up pretty quick after I was seeing the kind of, the kind of things it can do. So yeah, shoot. Well, it's off to the airport in the morning and, but been a heck of a good week and hopefully we'll have to. We'll have to do something something again here sooner rather than later, huh? Oh, I hope so, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway. All right. Well, um, if you guys enjoyed this episode, um, appreciate if you leave a good review on whatever uh, platform you listen on. And uh, I do promise I will try to get back. We're trying to get back in the swing of the things and uh, and be kicking episodes back out more regularly. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email podcast at tundertalkak.com. Thanks for listening.